0: Love Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Good evening. I hope you're having a good evening. I don't know what we're doing here. Um, everybody's panicking because of the weather, and um, it doesn't look all that much to me. Of course, I come from way up north, so there you are. But it is January 17th, 2022, and I'm Marty Oakley, one of your hosts this evening. The other will be John Lacron. He'll be coming on in just a few minutes. Um, we're going to be covering... A big question everybody has what is jurisdiction? what is it, and who has it? and you know, um, John had sent me some background information on this, and when you read through the court cases um, about jurisdiction and we've we've this has come into question so many times because courts had just from a casual glance that are have taken control of a case or you know what's going on. A lot of times, even just like I say casually, you're thinking, "Why would they be involved? How can they be involved? What are they doing in this?" And it, they say that um, here it says that jurisdiction can be challenged at any time, and it was decided in Basso, Basso versus Utah Power and Light, and so we're going to be talking about a lot about these kinds of things. When is jurisdiction accurate? You know, when is it? that you can challenge it, and apparently, obviously, at any time. Before we get to that, um, John has a few words to say about Martin Luther King. John, why don't you go ahead with that?
1: Well, Marty, you know, you and I sat here and we talked about dividing conquer as a strategy. And I'm here to tell you, folks, they are exercising that to the nth degree of these days. Now, Martin Luther King was looking for what are called civil rights, okay? And that's something that they give to slaves, but we won't talk about that. But uh, in my background, my mother actually marched with Martin Luther King back in the early 60s when he went to Detroit. And I'm here to tell you, you know, I'm Generation X. I grew up in the 80s. and the 90s, I was in the Army, and, of course... You know, all of my uh, acquaintances had plenty of black friends, white friends, Asian friends. You know, the big argument is we all bled red and we all wore green. That was the thing we had to say in the Army, basically. And it was true because the guy, you didn't know who it was. It was covering your background. It didn't matter what his origins were. He was there for you. You were there for them. And you know, in the early '90s, I moved down here to Tennessee, the "quote unquote" great racist South, of course, which is again another great atrocious big lie. But that was what we've been hearing up there. Being a transplanted Yankee, you know the you know the difference between a Yankee and a Dan Yankee, Marty. The Dan Yankee stayed, right? But oh. anyway, <laughs> Moving on. The point of the matter is. I didn't see it here either. See, Clarksville is a melting pot. And I mean that in a serious way because of Fort Campbell. We've got people that come to Fort Campbell and off the base in the civilian world from all over the world. There are no race wars going on here in Clarksville. There is no hangings or any of this other crap that they're busy always pointing out. But we've had a transition that's taken place. And this has been in the last 15 or 20 years when the drums started beating again. And the push for, oh, there's racism. You look at how they're sitting here trying to point all this white racism, which is, again, a big joke, and it's a very offensive to any whites, okay? Because again, folks, you have to realize something. The difference in your skin tone is based on the amount of melanin in your blood, all right? Just so you know, your skin. So we've got an issue here where they have pushing their divide and conquer agenda. And their divide and conquer agenda is starting to really get teeth because I'm seeing things now I didn't see 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and it bothers me to no end because there are people that are actually silly enough to fall for this propaganda, and it is propaganda. It's all about, oh, the white police officer killed the black man, or this, that, or the other. And you and I both know that I'm no fan of the local crime cartel with uniforms, guns, and badges. The point is, everybody is a victim of that. And you and I have talked extensively how the transition came about, where the quote-unquote freed slaves weren't actually freed. They just had a new master, and that master was in the Washington, the District of Criminals. They made them U.S. citizens. That's a 14th Amendment corporate debt slave, ladies and gentlemen. And guess what? It hasn't changed. Only thing that's different now is everybody is a slave, according to them. And we're going to talk about that when we discuss jurisdiction tonight. I'm here to tell you that if we permit this divide-and-conquer agenda to continue, there will be race wars, and I don't want to see that, don't want to go there. We've already seen hints of it all over the place, in small pockets. It's starting to get fire, folks. Recognize it as a divide-and-conquer agenda. Call it out as a divide and conquer agenda. Realize all of us all want the same thing. We want people that care about us, we want friends, we want a boyfriend, a girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever. And most important, we don't want other people telling us what to do. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we can't permit them to indoctrinate our young people to hate their European origins. We can't tolerate the teaching of black people that they have been slaves to the sense of entitlement, to the sense of where they are, you know, always a victim. Because this victim mentality has taken us to a point that we are in trouble as a country. We are divided, and Marty and I have talked about this extensively. They divide us along the lines of race. They divide us along the lines of religions. They divide us economics. You name it, they're dividing us. And ladies and gentlemen, Martin Luther King had a dream. I have a dream too. But right now, we're in the middle of a nightmare, and we better wake up to the divide and conquer. Marty, back to you.
0: Yeah, I've got a little different take on things, but um, all in all, I have to agree, they're firing this race thing up. And some people are taking advantage of that and others are turning their back on it. I, I don't indulge. I don't want to get into this. I think it's nonsensical. I think, and like you say, it's a difference in skin color and I don't give a damn. And that's just the way I feel about it. And uh, but it's, it's one of the ways in which they keep us divided and fighting among ourselves. And as long as they can do that, we don't pay attention to what they're doing in government. I keep telling people, don't worry about foreign terrorists. The enemy is inside the gate. Just go to D.C. And by the way, they're putting up a big cement wall around the White House. Uh, and as I understand it, there's nobody populating the federal buildings out there. Um, ever since January 6th, apparently everybody is conducting business elsewhere. And I'm trying to run that down to find out how accurate that is, but I'll get back to you on that. But Going back to what I said was our topic for tonight, which is jurisdiction. And I've asked attorneys to explain jurisdiction to me, and what I get is a diatribe of nonsensical gibberish and then they always say, do you, did you get that? No. How, who, who do you know could? Um, that doesn't mean anything to me. Speak plain English. And what John talks about a lot is how these people in law are speaking a foreign language intentionally so that you cannot understand what they are saying or about to do. With all of this in mind, I got to thinking about this this afternoon, John. I was thinking about these kids schools today really concerned me for a lot of reasons but I noticed when my granddaughters um were in high school they uh, just nonsensical classes my opinion is the last 3 years of high school skip it because even if you go to community college you're going to have to repeat the general math and the general uh english and all of that stuff you got to do all those Again, and so what's the point of doing it in high school and then having to repeat it for pay at the college level? If you're going to pay, just pay once. I suggest people leave after the ninth grade and just go into community college, you know, junior college, if nothing else. uh, Skip all that high school crap. But um, we don't teach these kids anything anymore. We don't teach them how to manage money, how to run a home, um, how to basically apply for a job. Uh, you know, just basic things you need to know. And one of the things we most definitely do not teach them is about the court system. They're fed all this rah-rah stuff about how wonderful, what a wonderful country we are, and we're the freest country in the world. I don't think so. And um, how, you know, we're the most noble and the most prestigious. We might have been at one time. We're not now. And you came away... With this feeling of, geez, I'm so lucky. And then reality sets in. But what's happening to our kids with education is they're coming out of high school and they don't know from nothing. They don't know how the courts work. They don't know anything about the law. They don't know how the government actually works. What their options are, should they need to access something there. They know nothing. And that's intentional. That's intentional. That way, if you have to go into one of these courts for any reason, you're already at a serious disadvantage because you had not got a clue. And it, one of the things, John, I've seen happening over especially the last three or four years is the anger from, like, the Bar Association and various attorneys and judges that the common citizen would actually look to see what the law was and question their actions or their rulings, whatever – Well, we shouldn't be doing that, and I'd like to know why not, and nobody can give me a valid reason why, but if you learn all the players in the game, you also must learn how to play the game, and this is the last thing they want, and if you go to, like I have several copies of Black's Law, the two that I like the best are the fifth and the eighth, and the fifth is the very best by far speaking of Black's Law, from the 5th to the 8th, you can see this change. And they do this constantly. Um, Things simply change in like Black's Law. There's a couple other ones out there too. Um, But when they want to change something and reinterpret it, they simply change it, the wording and what it means. But they don't tell you. So there is this constant state of confusion. That's intentional. Um, we have people that, you know, represent themselves pro se. This, of course, just sets the Bar Association on fire. It sets that judge up there ablaze also. How dare you? How dare you? And they routinely tell pro se litigants to shut up. They don't want to hear any more out of them. They won't let them present evidence. They won't let them speak. They won't let them do anything. Why? What are you afraid of? But we have a court system that is so corrupt. It is so corrupt. There, uh, it, needs to, it needs to be just taken down totally and redone with a new set of rules that everybody can read and understand and save your foreign language when you're speaking to each other this is this is something that's really getting on my nerves but this misuse of jurisdiction and before I turn this over to you John I want to point out there's a bill in Florida 1010 and it says in there because they're snatching people under this guardianship thing and people could be in the state for uh you know a couple weeks on vacation but if you've been in the state of Florida now for more than 3 days and you access a service of any kind, like getting your toenails done, maybe playing golf and hiring a caddy, going out to eat, any kind of service of any kind, they claim they have jurisdiction over you. That is a quasi-residency. And that your home state cannot reclaim you. This is... Uh, every time i think this has gotten as bad as it's going to get or could get it gets worse and the whole florida legislature voted on this dog and it looks like it's going to pass and um uh, so we need to we need to clarify jurisdiction what it is what it can do when it's appropriate and what your rights are in dealing with it and with that john take it away
1: Well, Marty, there's a long story behind that one, but we'll get straight to the point. You want to know where the original problem came from? I can point to it directly. Back in 1868, under the new Constitution, second session, chapter 49. Write this down, folks. Don't just believe the guy talking to you. Write it down. 37th Congress, and I use the word Congress in quotation marks, 2nd Session, Chapter 49, Section 68. The name person is, means corporations for federal purposes. And remember, the word federal means by agreement or by contract. Ladies and gentlemen, we have been enslaved, and I'm going to get into that a little bit tonight, but I'm here to tell you. There's the original problem because they gave personhood status to corporations. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the origin of the biggest problems because now you have a fiction Donald Duck, Mickey Mouse, state of Tennessee, state of Florida, making quote unquote decisions. No, the state of, is a corporate charter sitting in an office somewhere, in a drawer somewhere. No, those decisions are not being made by pieces of paper with writing on them. They're being made by men and women who are under the mistaken impression that they have the right to rule and to mandate and dictate to the rest of us. Now they say, well, we weren't elected, first of all, In almost no instance will you find anybody who's been elected by more than a few points, generally speaking. And keep in mind, even those are only about 35% of the country actually participates in the fraud of voting for your corporate slave master. These are the facts, folks. Now, because of this, we have Somebody that might have a 15% approval rating, 20 if they're really popular, telling the rest of the country or the city or the county or the state what to do. Hmm. Better rethink that philosophy, folks. But again, we've talked about what a voter registration card is. And I've explained in no uncertain terms that all of you who are registered to vote Transferred your registration to the United States corporation. When you claim to be that quote unquote United States citizen, 14th Amendment corporate debt slave, well, guess what? You are. And you look on those voter registration cards, they usually you can find them there at the post office, and you will see where it mandates that you, one, be a United States citizen. Remember, What is Washington, the District of Criminals? It is a foreign city state. It has zero to do with Tennessee, Michigan, Ohio. Did you hear me, ladies and gentlemen? It is a foreign city state, one of the triad. You have the Vatican. That's your origin All roads lead to Rome. City of London. There's your legal center. There's your financial center. And finally, you have Washington, the District of Criminals. What is a district? Something smaller of a bigger thing. Wake up, please. What is it? Oh, that would be the military center. You notice whose troops are all over the world? causing all of these aggravations and problems, I really wish people would wake up to what's really going on because it would be amazing to watch people all of a sudden in one day decide, you know what, I'm done. They don't have jurisdiction. They don't get to tell me what to do. And most importantly, I'm not going to permit them to take us to war. It would be an amazing sight if people would just tell these criminals to shove it where the sun doesn't shine. You have been pressed, gang, to serve a corporation. United States is a federal corporation. 28 United States Code 3002, Section 15A. And again, for those that aren't listening... The United States is a federal corporation. The word federal means by agreement or by contract, and a corporation is a dead thing. It is a trust. And what they're doing in these maritime, admiralty, constructive contract, and racketeering fraud kangaroo courts, as you love to hear me say it, is they're pillaging that trust. They are playing games. And here are some of the games that you need to be aware of. First of all, you have a privateer pull you over for some quote-unquote infraction and writes up this nice little paper and hands it to you, all the while saying, do you understand the charges? What is a charge? What do you do when you go to Walmart and break out your credit card? Oh, you do a charge. This is the same thing, folks. I've told you again and again and again, you're the surety. You're the money. You're the bank. You are. I don't need to go to a bank and get a loan? No. You are the loan. When you sign that document, what you're actually doing is twofold. You'll notice the banks have you sign two documents. One, it puts a lien on whatever you're buying because, after all, you know, they're not actually giving you anything, but you're volunteering it to them because they put it in a contract. But the big thing that they don't tell you they're doing is they're monetizing your signature. They are monetizing your signature that's not a mortgage you're signing that's not it's a bond you're creating and they're getting the benefit when you don't meet the terms of your own contract that's the fraud because they're lying to you folks and again this goes way deep down into the banking criminal activity and we don't got time there but I'm telling you everything I'm talking about is research to the nth degree, right down to their own admittance, and their own documents. So, now we have two angles. Personhood of corporations. The monetary system is based on debt slavery, bonds. What have I told you when you walk into these kangaroo courts? bid bond, performance bond, payment bond. Marty and I talked about this a few weeks ago when I was talking about the latest example of me being harassed by the criminal cabal. The clerk masquerading as judges was kept asking people, what's your social security number? Give me the last four. That's for confirmation. Now, now, After he got that, he would then remind them, you have the right to remain silent. But he sure as hell didn't tell you that beforehand. And, oh, you should have seen the steam that was coming out of his ears about the time I told him where he could take his request of the quote-unquote social security number when he asked it from me. I looked him dead in the eye and I said, you need that for jurisdiction and to create those bonds. Oh, he was not happy about that. I just called him out for his criminality in his own kangaroo court. I love doing that, by the way, Marty. And no, he didn't get the number. Because again, folks, you better realize what that quote-unquote social security number is. That's the number to your portion of the trust of United States Inc. Again. They don't tell you any of this. Every time you write a check, every time you use a credit card, you want to know where that debt is coming from? You, ladies and gentlemen, not the spendthrifts in Washington. You are doing this. What is the Federal Reserve? It is a foreign banking cabal. And again, folks, I've explained this till I'm blue in the face. Federal Reserve notes are negotiable debt instruments. They are not money. 12 United States Code 411. Look it up. They are not money. They are exchangeable for money, but they aren't money. I've explained how Franklin Delano Roosevelt sealed the final deal, the final contract in his inauguration speech.
0: Today is a day of national consecration.
1: Which, by the way, you cannot find it in any of the written versions where they show his speech online for a reason because somebody might actually sit there and say, what does that mean? They might actually start researching. But you want to hear the man say it? (laughs) Go to YouTube. There it is. And as you've heard me tell you again and again, anything that comes at the beginning of a contract takes precedence over anything that comes afterwards. And you've heard me tell you again and again… What is nation? It is not America. It is not your country. The nation is a corporation. Consecration. What does consecration mean? You're working for the church. Vatican banking. I've explained it more times than I can count on this show. All roads lead to the Rothschilds, who became the bankers for the Vatican after the king lost his bank because of a certain battle that took place over in France. And the little general got his ass kicked. But Rothschild walked in pretending that it didn't happen that he heard the English had lost, he started selling everything that he had. And then as the bonds crashed, as the stocks crashed, as the world went to hell, and if you know economics, you want to be the one buying when quote-unquote blood is in the street. Well, he sent his agents back out. said, okay, now start buying it back for pennies on the dollar. So at the end of the day, Rothschild was now owner of the Bank of England. Rothschild was now the Vatican's banker. And if you want to read the 1783 Peace Treaty, which I always encourage everybody to do about the Revolutionary War anyway to show where we lost the war, but that's beside the point. One of the things the king said, he was the Vatican's banker. He was. He was not after the Battle of Waterloo. See, everything is tied together. It's all not just little strings here and little strings there. It's a big mess. It's like a big ball of strings going all kinds of different directions. But when you start to unravel the strings, you can tie it all in and that has been my strength because I've been following this conspiracy my whole life I've been putting the pieces together from the financial section the business section the military section and the final step was the legal one which is what we're here talking about today and I know I'm not talking about jurisdiction yet but trust me folks this is its origin You have to comprehend that in order to get to the point where we're talking jurisdiction because as long as we continue to use their foreign national currency, Federal Reserve notes – what does it say on there? Federal Reserve note for use of Federal Reserve banks. Are you a Federal Reserve bank? No, I'm not a Federal Reserve bank. I'm a guy or a girl. You're a subsidiary because – you're the one using it. Uh-huh. Time to wake up to the fraud, folks. I've explained Capitus Diminutio Maxima. The all capital letters name. Again and again. Capitus Diminutio Maxima Media Minima. Those are the three. What is minima? Everything in lowercase. What is media? First letter, the first name, middle name, last name. Capitalize everything else lowercase. Words and the way they're written have meanings, folks. And the all capital letters name, again, I've explained this more times than I can count, but I'm going to do it for you again. There are only five things an all capital letters name can be. The name of a ship, the name of a corporation, the name of a dead body, the name of a slave, entitled to a sesquivite trust. You look at those documents in these maritime admiralty-constructive the contract and racketeering for our kangaroo courts. Almost without exception, you will find that they use capitalist diminutio Maxima. The all-caps name. I've explained how when a woman acting as an informant delivers a commercial term, a baby, into this world through the waters of her womb, that that document she's filling out as an informant, it doesn't say biological property owner, it doesn't say anything, informant. Bill of lading, ladies and gentlemen. That's the announcement of a new corporation. And when you say, oh, do you want this baby's birth to be announced to the world in the paper? Oh, yes. That's so sweet. Thank you. Uh Uh-huh. Guess what? You just announced that creation of that corporation. What do they send you? They send you this birth, and I like to put it B-E-R-T-H instead of B-I-R-T-H, certificate, the short version That's evidence of ownership, folks, in a corporation. What is the long-form birth certificate? That's a bond. Hint, folks, it's a bond. Use it. Figure it out. These people are using constructive fraud in their courts, and everywhere else to manipulate and control. This is where they get their jurisdiction, through fraud. Through fraud. But you see, you've been built as a slave. You've been built to be this individual that just does what they're told. Oh, yes, you're a taxpayer. Are you? Do you even owe any debts? pay back a debt with a debt note. Hint, ladies and gentlemen, you can't. You can't pay a debt with a debt. doesn't work that way. All you can do is put something against a debt, an asset. Oh, like the house, the car, any of that stuff. Or, dare I say it, your young people These people lay claim to ownership over every part of you, which is why they can think they can get away with all this crap. The problem is people like me, and believe me, I didn't come out of a vacuum, have been learning from other people. Some of them been around 100, 150 years. They wrote books and have since died. But you see, they gave us enough that we could follow the agenda. And when I finally put the pieces together several years ago, all of a sudden the world made absolutely perfect sense. I was not confused about anything anymore, which meant now I started treating everything as a way of looking at criminally so that I could make a better decision. So let's talk about jurisdiction. Do you understand is legalese? The black robes will say it. The costumes, badges, and guns will say it. The county clerk will say it. Do you understand? That doesn't mean do you comprehend. That means do you stand under me? Well, if you wanna be someone's bitch, I got no problem with that. I don't care. It's your life force. You use it however you want to. But I, for one, don't like being a slave. It goes against my nature of being a freedom-loving American. It goes against the nature of my parents, to include the mother who marched with Martin Luther King. Ladies and gentlemen, we can do better. But it changes thinking. And everybody keeps saying, well, if we do this state, citizenship thing, or this, that, or the other. Or we fill out this paperwork here, hit this paperwork there. Uh-huh. Freedom is a mindset, ladies and gentlemen. It's not a contract with a fiction. It's a mindset. You want to change your world? Just stop by changing yourself. Figure out how to get rid of the damn Federal Reserve. Oh, that's right, it's going away. No, it's not. They're just changing the slave system to a central bank digital currency where it's all electronic. There is no privacy at all, which is why everybody has got you distracted with cryptocurrencies right now. Oh, I'm making a fortune with my crypto. My Bitcoin's doing great. Conditioning, ladies and gentlemen. Meanwhile, gold and silver still aren't doing anything. Hint, hint, hint. Or you can put all your face in the quote-unquote gold 2.0. <laughs> Good luck with that when they crash the economy and they crash the system and they crash the electrical grid. Good luck with your imaginary fiat fiction electronic bullshit. Jurisdiction. Another way they get their jurisdiction... All right, so you didn't know any of this, and you walk into that Maritime Admiralty constructive contract and racketeering fraud kangaroo court. Sit on down, and bailiff says, All
0: right
1: and you get up. You may be seated. You sit down. I'm here to tell you, folks, your name is not all. Your name is not you. Now you think that they're talking to you because the bailiff is going to scream and holler and make a big scene. Trust me, been there, done that. If you don't do it, they just got you into contract twice. And more importantly than that, they've got you as a crazy person. Notice I said person. Corporation, because you don't know that your name is John or Marty or Bill or Frank or Sarah, mm-hmm. but we don't want to talk about that either. Mm-hmm. So all we need is one more time. John Lakewood is the call of the bailiff. Or the black robe, whichever it is. Mm -hmm. I use a dead body. Why do I tell you, I'm here on behalf of that matter in order to settle it? Now, in any of that part, did you hear that I says,
0: I'm here, your honor?
1: By the way, they have no honor. So do not give them any. These clerks masquerading as a judge have no honor. And what do you hear the bailiff say? God save this honorable court. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Don't get me started on that fraud either. They need contract. And that time when you come up, here, your honor. That's number three. Set. Check, Checkmate. Ja, sucker. And then they give you this legalese BS, which is a foreign language. And they'll even tell you it's a foreign language and that you should hire a foreign language interpreter when you go hire your attorney. What is an attorney? To turn over. That's what it means. Now, that could be your money, your ass, whatever they say. But what is an attorney? Think about it. Really think about it. It's a trustee. That's all an attorney is. Now, you're the trustee for the corporation's trust. You're a portion of it anyway. And they're getting you into contract, and you don't know it. So the black robe is supposed to be the trustee for the trust. You're supposed to be the beneficiary. Remember, it's all trust law, folks. It's not complicated. Trust law. There's a beneficiary, an executor, and a trustee. But you see, that makes them liable. Oh, they don't want to be liable for anything. They want to be beneficiaries. So what do they do? They switch places with you. Winning? Not. Not. This is the game and then using their legalese language fraud and i'm adept at it it took me a while to learn it but now i can sit down in a kangaroo court and listen for a few hours i want to stand up and scream about 30 or 40 times as i watch them go through victim after victim after victim, after victim and watch how they get every single one of these people to contract with them mhm and i can't say a word and I'm usually the last one that they put up there because they don't want people hearing what I know. Folks, you're getting salad gold here because it's helping you to comprehend. Notice the word I used. I didn't say understand. I said comprehend the nature of the system. Now, so... I have explained how they've gotten jurisdiction to the fraud, to the bonds, to the fiat currency, and all that crap. But now we're going to discuss the seven elements. Now, for folks, listen to me carefully. Write this down. I'll say it twice. Get your pen and paper handy. Freedom-school.com. Freedom-school.com. Spend some time there. But you want to go there... For the seven elements of jurisdiction, you can Google it, and it should pull it up too. But just in case they redirecting you somewhere else. <clears throat> One, the accused – now, you haven't been convicted of anything. They have accused you, a corporation has, of having done something against their code – statutes, codes, rules, regulations. That's not law, folks. That's color of law. Unless there's a harm party, there can be no crime. And there can be no crime, there is no harm party. But here's the other thing, and I did this with the city of Clarksville's charter when I was dealing with a different clerk And a cop that was running up and down, he was a city cop. I had a good time with him. I asked a question. Give me a second to think about it. What was the question? If he knew, oh, what is the word? Come on. I'll think about it in a few minutes. Anyway, element number one. Cues must be properly identified, identified in such a fashion, there is no room for mistaken identity. What do they want? Your social security number. Only you know that, right? Plus everybody else you gave it, and they probably sold it on the dark web. But, hey, none of that matters either. And, yes, the banks have been opening fake accounts as well. Just thought you all would like to know that. The individual. Now, notice, at no time do they say man or woman in any of this. There's all these other words but you see, at no time will you have man or woman. The accused must be promptly identified, identified in such a fashion as there is no room for mistaken identity. The individual must be singled out from all others. Otherwise, anyone could be subject to arrest and trial without benefit of wrong party defense. Always, almost always, the means of identification is a person's proper name. But by any means of identification, is equally valid if said means differentiates the accused without doubt. Now, what do they tell you to do? You need to present your driver's license. They always ask for that, even if you want driving. And by the way, I threatened a um, prosecutor with prosecutorial misconduct and malicious prosecution when I refused to give mine up and they threw me in a cage. Guess what? Case dismissed. Uh-huh. What does it have? Your name in all capitals, letters. That's not you. You are you. That's a laminated piece of paper with a photograph of you on it. That ain't you, folks. That's your alter ego. That's your corporation. That's your thing. That's your person. There is no constitutionally valid requirement to identify yourself. See Fourth Amendment, Intent, Brown versus Texas, and Colander versus Lawson. Hmm, interesting. But no, we want to talk to the cops when I keep telling everybody, shut up, say nothing, and just keep repeating after me. Am I being detained or am I free to go? Am I being detained or am I free to go? Am I being detained or am I free to go? Are you arresting me? I have nothing to say. I will not answer your questions, but you can feel free to answer mine. Stop playing their games. The master asks the question. The servant answers. So when you're answering your corporate master's thugs or your answering the thug with a costume badge and a gun or the guy with the black robe. Who's the slave? Who is the master? Answer their questions with questions of your own. Make statements, not questions. Undermine their authority at every opportunity, but only if you're willing to go to jail, which I do. And when they threaten me with contempt, I love throwing it back in their face too. Oh, are you threatening me? I'm now under threat and duress. That was a direct threat. Is that really what you were doing, clerk masquerading as a judge, Bob? Yeah, they don't like it when I don't call them your honor. They despise it when I don't call them judge. I mock these people for a reason. They despise me with every fiber of their existence as much as I despise them because I know their game, and their game is up. It's over. It's done. Too many people. I have woken up so many people, and I'm not alone in this. There have been a bunch of us working behind the scenes together to put all the pieces together. Networking changed my world. I stayed off social media for years. Oh, it'll be a terrible waste of time. Oh, it was the most powerful networking tool I've ever seen. I knew it was a powerful tool for selling. Knew that since 1999. But networking? Why are they censoring us on FedBook? Remember, folks, FedBook is a DARPA creation. It went dead the same point, DARPA's thing, when FedBook, a.k.a. Facebook, went live. And you wonder whether you're censored over there? Really? You think it was created by some kid? Really? It's always been a tool for getting information. And I knew that. From the first time I used it, I knew exactly what it was years before I first typed it in. But I said, you know what, I'm going to use it as a tool to communicate with my family while I'm away and to organize my thoughts. Never in a million years did I think that that was going to be a multi-year running indictment against this criminal cabal, and it is 100% criminal. 134 crimes of your corporate masters, ladies and gentlemen. I've shared it on Facebook. I've shared it on Odyssey. You can find it. Two, the statute of offenses. Notice the statute. What is a statute? something that is fixed. It doesn't move. The statute of offenses must be identified by its proper or common name. A number is insufficient. In other words, you have been charged by Tennessee code, blah, 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 blah. Uh Uh-huh. And here's the thing, folks. If you actually take the time, as Marty said, and look up those codes that they're usually using against you, you'll discover that even then, most of the time, it doesn't even apply to you there. And I explained that on this show with that little incident in Hoptown, Hopkinsville. How I took their own statute code and told them it didn't apply. Look at what it says. Look at what it says. That doesn't apply to me. Look at what it says. This is your writing. This isn't me. This is directly from your statute of code. But they've got this prosecutorial discretion. Prosecutorial discretion. Marty, did you have a question before I go on?
0: Uh, no, I've got a lot of people asking about jurisdiction. You know, uh, Talk well, about jurisdiction more. I'm on number
1: three right now. What part of jurisdiction are, are they not getting? I don't know. Okay. All right. All right. Jurisdiction three. Acts of alleged offenses must be described in non-prejudicial language. Well, gee, let's talk about prejudicial language. Taxpayer, prisoner, suspect, maybe wearing an orange suit, but none of that's prejudicial, right? Not prejudicial when the clerk masquerading as a judge is over there saying, you will only listen to what I say. You won't listen to anything that they have to say over there. This is the law that you're voting on. This is where you're going to convict. Okay, And this is why I tell people in no uncertain terms you need to teach other people how important it is to be sitting in a jury. Because as a juror you can turn around. They don't tell you this. As a juror you're judging not only the law and the facts of the case, you can judge the law itself. You can judge it yourself. It's called jury nullification when you think the law is BS. The charge must not be described by parroting the statute, nor by the language. The naming of acts of the offense describes a specific offense where the verbiage of a statute describes only a general class of offense. And what have I been telling you? You look at the language that they're using. Marty explained a few minutes ago how Black's Law Dictionary is involved and how it keeps changing. Why do they have to do a Black's... One, two, three, four, five. I think they're up to blacks twelve or thirteen by now. I know they're up past ten for sure, because it's constantly changing. Because they have to change with everything to continue their fraud. Mm-hmm. See, one of the ways they've done with this pandemic event 201 one. See this, Plandemic. They changed the word pandemic to mean something very different than it did back in the 90s. Hmm. Gee, I wonder why that is. I wonder why that is. Continuing. Conclusions cannot be considered in the determination of probable cause. Number four. The accuser must be named. He, she still doesn't say the man or the woman. It says he she. Yeah, they're determining your sex, ladies and gentlemen. Be offended if you want to be. Maybe an officer off ICA or a third party. Uh Uh-huh. You and I all know that a piece of paper is not going to come up there and start railing against you. It takes one of their clerks masquerading as a judge or it takes the, you know guy with a costume, badging a gun, or it takes some DCS agent or somebody else to be the, quote, unquote, representative of the corporation. That was one thing I threw back in a DCS agent's face. Are you the state of Tennessee? Under oath. (laughs) God, they hate that. But some positively identifiable person, and also I say person, and then in parentheses it's a human being. Here's the thing. Person used to mean a man or a woman. And I've explained how in 1868 they changed that. Well, the other thing is now you've got to identify what the person is. Living person, that would be a man or a woman. Now you use the word human, and I've explained how I hate that word with every fiber of my existence. Human hue of man, color of man monster, thing something that can be owned why do they change your genetics with this injection? because now you can be patented Mm -hmm. see now you've got their crap changing your DNA which means they've played with your genetics, they have changed you which means they are partly entitled to you how do you like Subject slash Slave of Pfizer or some of these other companies? Huh? Don't get the shot if you still have it. It should be obvious already it's killing people, paralyzing others, damaging others. And it's only just started, folks. It's only just started. Positively identifiable person slash human being, a gay man, woman, must accuse. Some certain person must take responsibility for the making of the accusation, not an agency or an institution. Now, I again explained this in incredible detail. A corporation can only make a complaint. They can never file claims. Now, you as a man or a woman, oh, you can file claims. And this, again, drives these attorneys and the black robes nuts because I don't file complaints. I file claims. Very big difference in the terms because one has teeth, one doesn't. This is the only valid means by which a quote unquote citizen a.k.a. slave, may begin to face his accuser. Uh You're already facing the accuser anyway. You've got the red, white, and blue with that nice gold fringe around it on the one side. You've got the state of corporations little uh, flag on the other, and it's got fringe around it too. It's a banking enterprise, folks. That's not your flag up there. Not that you have one anyway. Most Americans have never actually seen an American flag, contrary to their opinion. They've never seen an American flag. It's scary. But anyway, so a man or a woman has to come up there and say, I'm making the accusation. This is my complaint. And I explained the other day how they are supposed to sign that complaint. And how in that document over there in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, on that complaint that was against me, didn't have the signature of the costume badge and a gun privateer. No. It had nothing more than a electronic, quote-unquote, signature in all capital letters name, which wasn't a signature. That made that document void on its face. Also, the injured party, Corpus Delecti, must make the accusation. How many times have I told you to go in there and ask, where's the Corpus Delecti? No, it's the state of Tennessee. Uh, Yeah, would the state of Tennessee like to get over there and uh, take an oath of office? uh, You know, take an oath that everything you say you can, you know. We mock them for a reason. There is no injured party. Corporations can't get injured. Hearsay evidence may not be provided. Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? They provide it all day long and twice on Sunday. All this fiat crap that's going on over 1-6, January 6th, if you've been following that little joke, and I told everybody way back then, you want nothing to do, or th- uh, you want don't want to be anywhere near that place. It's a scam. It's an agenda. I warned them before they ever went.
0: Oh, I'm going to save my country and
1: make sure that my president gets in. Morons, you don't have a president. Only the bankers do. If you don't realize that the bankers have chosen president for centuries, you're completely asleep. You think your vote matters to them people? No. And they just made it abundantly clear that your vote didn't matter. They made it abundantly clear. But all those people that they're charging with crimes, they're actually lying on the documents and they know they're lying on the documents. And more importantly than that, The black robe knows it, too, and doesn't care. Mm -hmm. There's a reason I don't let them have jurisdiction. I challenge it immediately with my paperwork. Anyone else testifying that they heard another party was injured does not qualify, qualify as direct evidence. Now, I've explained the word testifying, where the word testify came from. See, it was only originally men, for the most part, that could testify. They really didn't like women doing any of it. And while you were up there giving your testimony and explaining what you saw, what the facts are from your perspective, you were holding your testicles while doing so. Now, you say that's rude, crude, and nasty. Yeah, not really. Really? It's reminding you that if you're lying, it will have severe consequences. And by you holding them, that reminds you. See, at the end of all my documents, all of my claims, not complaints, filed under the pains and penalties of perjury, which means if I'm lying, I go straight to jail, which is exactly where I should go notice I'm not sitting in jail for quote unquote any of that because facts especially the mountain of them that I have can't be challenged and I've told you folks again and again unrebutted claims not unrebutted complaints unrebutted claims stand as truth in commerce more solid gold The accusation must be made under penalty of perjury. If perjury cannot reach the accuser. There is no accusation. Hello? The state of Tennessee is accusing me of something. I can't reach. The state of Tennessee corporate charter isn't going to have its feeling hurt or have its life changed if it gets moved from a doggone drawer in somebody's office to a jail cell. It doesn't care where it's at. It's a piece of paper. Otherwise, anyone may accuse another falsely without risk. That's all they do in these maritime admiralty constructive contract and racketeering for kangaroo courts. But we have judicial discretion and we have threat and duress constantly. Everything these people are doing is designed to get you to contract with them under threat and duress. Do this or else. Number six, to comply with the five elements above, that is for the accusation. To be valid, the accused must be accorded due process. Accuser must have complied with law, procedure, and form in bringing the charge. This includes court-determined probable cause, summons, and notice procedures. If lawful process may be abrogated in placing a citizen in jeopardy, then any means may be utilized to deprive a man of his freedom, and all dissent may be stifled by utilization of defective process. Oh, this is a beautiful one, folks. I've never seen a valid court order in the hundreds I have looked at. Not One legitimate one, not one. Here's what you need to know. Again, incredibly important. Does that piece of paper have a jury signature on it? No. Does that piece of paper have the state of seal on it? Probably not. Is that piece of paper signed by a clerk masquerading as a judge? Definitely not. And again, folks, if you don't know that the black robe isn't a man or a woman, the black robe is a corporation that trades on Wall Street just like your bonds do, it is time to wake up to that dirty little truth. These are private equity courts they are not common law courts records and there is no justice in them there is only just us which is the bomb mafia the essential <clears throat> essential elements of due process are notice and an opportunity to defend they don't care they don't care that your facts your video and everything else exposes everything and voids everything that they do. They don't care. Why? Because they've got their privateers and they've got the quote-unquote power and authority. One is not entitled to protection unless he has reasonable cause to apprehend danger from a direct answer. The mere assertion of a privilege does not immunize him. The court must determine whether his refusal is justified and may require that in his refusal Hoffman versus the United States okay again stop answering this stupid question But, but if I don't they're going to assume me guilty ladies and gentlemen you're already guilty in their eyes anyway please wake up to that little detail so don't make it so easy for them don't make it so easy for them Seven, the court must be one of competent jurisdiction to have valid process. The tribunal, notice the key word there, tribunal, must be a creature of its constitution in accord with the law of its creation, i.e. an Article Three judge. We don't even have Article Three courts. Good luck with that. Lacking any of the seven elements, in this case all of them, and in all cases all of them, or portions thereof unless waived intentionally or unintentionally, yep, you can waive these away, folks, because you don't know any better, all designed to ensure against further prosecution, double jeopardy, it is the defendant's duty to inform the court of facts alleged for determination of sufficiency to support conviction should one be obtained. Otherwise, there is no lawful notice and charge must be dismissed for failure to state an offense. Without lawful notice, notice I said lawful, not legal, there is no personal jurisdiction in all proceedings prior to filing of a proper trial document and compliance with the seven elements is void. Lawful act is always legal, but many legal acts by governments are often unlawful. Hello. Many bureaucrats lack elementary knowledge and incentive to comply with the mandates of constitutional due process. Gee, shocker. Remember, folks, every court case this black robe does, a tiny percentage of that goes directly into his retirement account. He's got no reason to make it easy. He's a banker, folks, and you're trading on a stock market in the middle of a courtroom. You think you're on a court? No, you're on a foreign pirate ship in dry dock. And I'm telling you right now, they are pirates and they are busy pillaging. When you walk into their little jurisdiction, they look at you as being all those things I talked about a few minutes ago. A ship, a slave, a dead body, a corporation, the title to the trust, they don't ever look at you as being a man or a woman with rights that cannot be quote-unquote abridged. Make matters worse, and now they have what they, all these previous court cases and say, well, this is exactly like that one back in the 40s and the 50s, and so it's accepted practice. So guess what they call it? common law. It's common to all of us. We've been doing it now for 70 years. It's okay. And I've again explained all this. It changed in 1938. The Erie Railroad decision took out common law court of records and replaced it with maritime admiralty fraud. Prior to that, they couldn't get away with any of this crap that they're doing now. And see, here's another dirty little truth. And remember, what is an attorney? An international shipping clerk. Hint, hint. Took a 200-year-old book on maritime for us to figure that out. You think it's an accident that you can't find it (laughs) easily? Of course it's not an accident. Even up to about 19. 80, only 40 years ago, most of these people, we call attorneys now, were not. They were lawyers, and only around 25% of them were bar attorneys. What happened? They monopolized law. Then they turned around after they monopolized it and mandated everybody being a bar attorney. Weaponized it. Clients are also called wards of the court in regard to their relationship to their attorney. Uh Uh-huh. Go do a little research into what a ward of the court is. Oh, that's a child. Which is why I hate the word child and children. But what do they say about wards? It's not just children, somebody under the age of 18. It's also those who haven't taken possession of their accounts. Now, do these people make it nice and easy for you to do this? No, for a reason. And even when you present them with everything that you need to do, They're not going to let you do it because you're not a part of their little club. This is the game, and it's very profitable. Corpus Juris Secundum assumes courts will operate in a lawful manner. That assumption is, of course, a very poor decision if you agree with it. If the accused makes this assumption, he may learn to his detriment... Through experience that certain questions of law, including the question of personal jurisdiction, may never be raised and addressed, especially when the accused is represented by the bar. Licensed counsel, aka Foreign Language Interpreter, appears to take on the characteristics of a fox guarding a hen house. Hello. Jurisdiction once challenged is to be proven not by the court, but by the party attempting to assert jurisdiction. The burden of proof of jurisdiction lies with the asserter. The court is the only rule and the sufficiency of the proof tendered. How do they get the jurisdiction? They browbeat it out of you. They use fraud to get it from you. They do anything and everything they can do. Because in their world, you're their bitch. You want to not have jurisdiction? Stop consenting to the tyranny. Do your best to educate these people. Not that they're actually going to learn, but you can try. And realize that when this whole thing comes crashing down, and it is, that when you bring it back from the death, that you bring back honest and moral law not this legal fraud. Back to you, Marty.
0: Yeah, it's been, uh, oh, my goodness, everything is, seems to be blowing up, John, and going crazy. Um, we have more and more people having their children taken, more and more people being kidnapped into these guardianships. We are being bought, sold, and traded. And there doesn't seem to be any way out, no matter how we fight using their own Writings, their own laws, their own interpretations, nothing works. None of it means anything unless they decide it does, and then it's usually in their benefit. Just – I I don't know, John. I don't know what – listen, I've got a – something is breaking in on the line here. Can you take this over for just a minute and let me see what's going on here?
1: That's fine, Marty.
0: Okay. Go ahead.
1: In a nutshell, ladies and gentlemen, when you break it all down, you're living in a slave situation, okay? Remember, the original, quote-unquote, states were nothing but corporate charters, corporations. They were colonies, okay? And each colony had a charter granted by the king, which meant the king, quote-unquote, had jurisdiction because he was the one that said, okay, I'm granting this to you. This is my gift to you. And what people don't know is back in the day, originally, the president of the United States Corporation would sign off on a land to say, okay, this land now belongs to this man or this woman. Presidential signature on that. It was called an allodial title. An allodial title. Now, they don't do that anymore. Why? Because after the fraud of 1933, when all the American people's gold was stolen from them and their gold notes or gold certificates, remember, a certificate is evidence of ownership of something, was stolen by the bankers. See, You've never actually paid for anything, ladies and gentlemen. Now, you say, well, I worked so hard for my money, quote, unquote, you think you're paying for it because you go into a store and hand them this green thing with this president on it or this important individual on it? No, ladies and gentlemen. The truth of the matter is simple. It's based on the fraud of banking and they've just managed to make it into this really nice little exploitation way of accumulating and controlling people which control governments, which control the world. Marty.
0: Yeah, John, it's, it's you know, like I said in the opening of the show, we have this Florida bill uh, where they're fighting guardianship tooth and nail down there. This bill came out and it says in there, even if you're just visiting the state, if you're there three days or more and you access any service of any kind, they claim to have jurisdiction over you. Now, This angers me so badly that I can't believe it, Uh, having been in this residency thing with my granddaughters. I know it was 180 days before they lost residency in the state they came from, and equally 180 days before they could gain residency in Minnesota. And yet here, and this is this way all over the country, here this legislature comes out. With this bill, this is, oh, well, if you've been here three days, and I'm advising everyone, stay out of Florida. It is a death trap. Stay out, stay out, stay out. Um, It might have been at one time a place to retire to, but the only thing that's going to get retired now is your investments, your assets, and that will be retired into somebody else's accounts. To me, you know, in listening to you talk, John, about how they've uh, made corporations out of us. And uh, these trusts attached to our names, they're basically just raiding the trust is all they're doing. And they're taking what belongs to other people or what other people thought belonged to them. And it's, I, I, it's like a repossession, you know, the way I see it. They're repossessing what they thought was theirs to begin with. I don't know how we got down to this. I don't know how this got so twisted and sick. Um, And I'm tired of seeing these people held up as though they are the pillars of society when in fact they are the dregs of society. Um, And I think that speaks to to the careful training, uh, the mindset. We need to respect these people. These are very important people. Said who? And we need to respect them. And that thing, if you, you talked about, you know, when you come into the courtroom, having to stand because the judge came in. Why? Why? Why wasn't the judge that, already Mo- in there when I got there? Huh?
1: I, I can answer that question, Marty. Okay. Here's something that they don't do in any history class. The original reason that happened wasn't because of the black robe, which, by the way, they didn't used to have. Right. Black robes are a name. That's a symbol of the Vatican. But again, we're getting off track here. That's a war uniform. But oh. the, original reason, the original reason people used to stand up when the judge, an actual judge, not the clerks masquerading as judges, would walk in the room wasn't because the man, and they were only men, by the way, walked in the right. room. It was because the tiring. A Bible in his hand, and they were honoring the Bible, not the man. Now, you'll notice oh. that no clerk, Matthew Judge, ever walks in with a Bible anymore.
0: No, no. It doesn't. Okay. No.
1: Things to remember, from their perspective, you're an indentured servant. They have put a claim on you. It's a salvage lien. They have put title on you, and all your property, or at least what you think is your property, is it's all based on commercial fraud perpetuated in the conditions of semantic deceit, constructive fraud, misrepresentation, and mischaracterization of you. This well, is how they've gotten away. The Back to you, Marty.
0: Well, and that's the thing. Why is it – I can see from their angle why, but just from out here in no man's land, everything has to be so convoluted and twisted up and tortured. Uh, if it, it you know, anytime somebody is hiding something with language, this it gets absolutely unbearable. Actually, and they've created a system that many times they themselves uh, can't navigate. And the only reason I can think they would do it is to pull the wool over everybody's eyes, to break the law. You know, it, that's the only reason is to deprive you of something. Otherwise, why? what would be the, the purpose? There wouldn't be. So oh, I just, I don't know. This is all just, it makes me angry. It really does. Um, as John mentioned, go to this freedomschool.us forward slash uh, challenging hyphen jurisdiction PDF. That's freedomschool.us forward slash Challenging hyphen jurisdiction PDF. And there's a lot there explaining jurisdiction and how all that works and there again like I say why everything has to be so complicated and they complicate it to keep the average person out of it and ignorant of it. That's the only reason. We're gonna be back this next week. I don't know what our topic will be, but we will be back next Monday night with another John LeCron special. And um, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. And tomorrow night, I'll have Peggy Dupree and Betty Gosnell back on. And uh, we'll go from there. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping Thursday night. Yes. Yes.
1: Remember, they consider you to be a state franchise, which is, again, how they consider themselves to have control over you. You're a state franchise. You're a municipal franchise. You're an investment that these people have made. And when you register something that's transferring ownership, it puts it into the hands of the trust and takes it out of your hands. And you did that by your own free will. Okay. Register is transferring ownership. Okay? Okay. And two other points. Look up the definition and the legal definition of resident because that's important. And second of all, Marty you said earlier talking about pro se mm-hmm. all words have meaning. So all words have meaning. Pro se cutor. Pro se ah. acting in his own tutor in his own body. Okay. But a prosecutor is somebody who prosecutes, a government lawyer who initiates prosecution of criminal offences. Remember, folks, I can't stress it. Words have meaning. Back to you, Marty.
0: I've quoted you many times on that, many times. Um, But as I was saying, Thursday evening, we hope to start our series with the targeted individuals. There are thousands of these people that have been subjected to electronic torture thanks to the military, the CIA, and other nefarious people. And they've suffered great harm. They uh, are scheduled to testify in front of the Senate here, I believe this next month. But we're going to start talking about that and um, how they're using... About 5G is actually a weapon, which we knew. uh, But it's actually a weapon, and how they're using that on people was why they were so determined to get it spread all over the country. It is a weapon. And as one person said who testified in front of the Senate, we can shut down with 5G. We can shut down one house, one street, entire city, or an entire state, whatever we want to do. I don't know who these sick puppies are in our government, but they need to go. They need to go. The worst part of it is they'll just be replaced with other sick puppies. Those are the only people they get in. Anyway, we'll be back next week. I said thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and the show is available in archives, so if you want to go back and listen and make notes, you can, and we will see and talk to you all then. John, thank you very much. We'll be back next week. Good night, night, everyone.
1: Good night, world.